This is the Copper Crab Podcast. What up? I'm Chaney Crab. Naveen Copperweiss in the building. What's up, guys? What up? As usual, go and comment on, you know, Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel or wherever you're watching the podcast or listening to the podcast from. We've got t-shirts up in the big cartel, which I'll link to. Uh, we also, we have three coffee cups left, and I don't think that we're going to... You mean these three right here? There's one, two, three. Yeah, I think we literally have these three... I think actually we're down to two because we sold one today. So, so one of those is of going the, goodbye. Yeah, if you want a piece of history. I think that we'll probably, you know, do coffee cups again in the future, but with not the same design. So if you want to, oh. you know, show your friends that you're an OG Copper Crab listener, then you got to get in on this coffee cup. <laughs> you we get also in have on the uh, cup. pretty cool shirt designs, by the way. We don't really talk about it enough. We have <laughs> I know. some rendition throwback wear for you guys one is hammer smashed crab nod to one of our favorite death metal bands we'll let you figure it out another one is crab nation crab a nation another nod to another one of the best death metal albums is it a not a node it's a nod a nod or an ode an ode so and it's then a node the third its celebrity name is node <laughs> <laughs> and the third is to one of my, uh, you know, one of the bands that inspired me a lot when I was a kid, which is Nirvana. We're not. Oh, I thought we weren't saying who they actually are. Oh, sorry. As if oh, I, I, were we so, were, yeah, we might get um, I was trying to be sneaky. arrested. Okay, so yeah. this is definitely a not a nod. Not a nod. If anyone asks you. To a grunge band. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've had some time off, a couple weeks actually. Yeah, it seems like it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Actually, because we've had so many guests on lately, it almost feels like longer since we've done a podcast. Because yeah, that's such a... I know it doesn't seem like it, but it's a totally... It's kind of a different experience when... It's a different experience. When we have a guest. It's less of the Naveen and Chaney full experience. Yeah. Which we know that's what you guys Make signed sure up for here. in the first place, right? The Naveen yeah. and Chaney experience. I mean, I know sometimes uh, I used to... Some certain podcasts, if they have a guest, I'm like less likely to listen to it. That's sometimes. I do the same thing, and I actually thought about that. I was like, huh, maybe there are people who actually enjoy listening to just the two of us talk. Yeah, that would make sense because we are really entertaining and cool and funny. Exactly, exactly and my thought. So our years. I don't think an episode goes by when I don't fuck with this microphone. Add that to it's the never going to happen. Yeah, our podcast room is... Uh, I know it looks like, you know, just really professional. Truly professional. I've actually had friends of ours say, I know your guys' podcast is super profesh. I think Joel said it on the podcast. Joel said it, yeah. Actually, Joel hit us up because we're going to do Cali Death. Yeah. And he was like, I know your guys, that our podcast is nowhere near as profesh as yours. And And I'm like, like, dude, what? Yeah. (laughs) We are so not professional. I was doing something so not professional before the podcast, and I wanted to mention it, but I forgot what it was. was (laughs) Um, Oh, it was, I was going to bring up how I got a new, this computer is from 2011, and the bat, like, I just switched to a new battery, like, 15 minutes ago on this computer, and uh, so the battery would be, one time I think it just straight up died. 
during a podcast and that was I think like, it did. It was actually the Miles when we had Miles Baker yeah, on. Yeah, it it was died like, well, and we were like <laughs> Cuz it like it, okay. the battery was so shot that it it doesn't charge as fast as it drains like when we're doing a podcast mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. So anyway, that was a thing. I have I I put a solid state drive in it like years and years ago, so it's only it's 128 gig, so it's like oh, that's <laughs> small. Yeah. So there's also been episodes where I'm sitting there like it's like disk is full and I'm like deleting stuff while the episode. I know it's like, I'm like it's clearing like out the trash <laughs> and shit. I mean it's like dude. It's rinky dink records over here, dude. Yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> and for some reason we're like, all right, let's buy all just gear that we only use for the podcast. But of course, every time I come in here, like Chaney and I have like come in here to like borrow something from the podcast. I inevitably weekly borrow mic cable, a, m- a mic cable from here. I know it's like <laughs> no matter how many mic cables you buy, there are never there's enough. never enough, and I have to come take one from the podcast room. And it's Why? also you know something. This is just a word to the wise out there, people, us need to get better uh, about if a microphone cable does not work, it needs to go. Yeah, throw it in the trash. It needs to go. I don't need to be like plugging 20 microphone cables in that don't work and yeah. and wondering what the problem is I'm all the time. I'm absolute worst at that. I've, I'm just like, oh, well, I'll fix it one day. I know. Never going to fix it. I was Never actually thinking about that when, because today I, I cleaned out our refrigerator and I was just wondering, because there's inevitably in everyone's refrigerator a bunch of, like, uh, condiments yeah. that get used over time. And there were just so many things in our refrigerator that I'm like, I, we could have thrown this away, like, four yeah. months ago. This is disgusting. It's like, but oh, low-calorie ranch from when we were on a diet six years ago. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. We no, six but years. I, it wasn't six <laughs> years. We haven't lived here for six years, but there was definitely stuff in there from probably December. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, not um, a lot. We're not disgusting human beings, but I'm just saying there are things that get caught in the back of a refrigerator or produce that you're like, oh, that seems like it's still crunchy. I'm not going to throw it away. It's growing new produce out of the produce. It's growing new. I I can't tell you how much garlic I've thrown away in my life that was was growing new. This is actually really bad. I don't want to say this because I should just be planting it. Right. Planting the garlic. Yeah. yeah Does that work know. that way? I don't know. I haven't. Well, sometimes Googled when we it. go grocery shopping and you'll go for the garlic, I'm like, oh, more garlic, huh? For the collection. Yeah. Naveen <laughs> has a habit of um, the grocery store is the place I like to go with you the least yeah, because you tell me you uh, reprimand isn't the right word, but you like you advise me. Change trying to I don't cover think we should me. get that. I don't think we right should now, get Jane. that. Oh, that's really nice of you. But then usually I just force you it, it into total, the basket uh, anyway. I'm a, I'm a tyrant at the grocery store. You're a tyrant. At but the you know what? <laughs> One time I had tyrant. like somewhat of a a, a, a wake up call because what? I was at the store and a guy <laughs> was with his girlfriend and she was like grabbing like stuff like, hey, why don't we get that? And he was like, no, we're not getting that. No. And like <laughs> he wasn't being like mean, but I was I like. I'm that guy. Yeah, you're like, totally She that was all guy. excited, like, babe, look at this new almond milk they have. And he's like, we, we don't need it. You can put it back. But and I, <laughs> like, she was all bummed. And I'm like, oh, man, that's me. That's totally that Naveen. That sucks. That is totally you. But the thing is that I also have a tendency to put, get a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I was noticing as I was going through our produce drawer today, yeah. I was like, okay, I force a lot of things in here. Like, oh, I'm going to juice Two two bunches of yeah. carrots and a million celeries. And it's like, you know, I like juicing a lot, but I'll do it for like 
two days in a row every so often. And then I'm like, this is too much fucking work. I'm going to go. And if I want a juice, I'll go and pay the $8 for a juice because yeah. it's worth it. Or, yeah, the five I'm talking about, I'm talking about like juice pressed in a machine. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, you'd we're talking bro- about high quality broccoli juice. juice. All right, guys, we're not talking about fucking dole and shit like we're that. We're not talking right? about the thing is, though, that we have all of the kitchen like um, the appliances. Yeah, we, I, yeah our appliance selection is we could open a restaurant because it's out of control. I know. And you know what I've been doing lately is like the other day I was going to I made so, I wanted to make some uh, kitchery, which for those who, of you who don't know, it's. Like rice and lentils and seasonings, all this kind of mixed together. Like kind of whatever you got, you throw it in a pot. That's what it is. It's whatever you got, you throw it in a pot. I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life. It's like, oh, if you have any vegetables, you throw that in there. It's like an Indian thing. I mean, I know what kitchery is, but. Thick lentil rice. I feel like everyone does that to some extent, right? You mean like every every culture. culture, yeah. So that's (laughs) what I was doing. And I was like, I can't find the lid for the rice cooker or something like that. And I was like, I'm just going to use a pot. And it was like, yeah, this is way better. Wow. Like, I and then you have, a, you, we have like a slice. It's not a slicer. What is it? Food processor? Yeah, we and have I'm a even food avoiding processor. That. I'm like, I'll just dice it up with, my, with a knife. We also have a Vitamix, which is... The, the Vitamix though is, is sick. If you are into yeah. smoothies and you don't know about the Vitamix, then you're totally missing out because... The world of high And you can protest me all that you want. Every I've tried everybody's smoothie in the entire world. Oh, my smoothie maker gets rid of all of the spinach it's got chunk. An LCD screen and it's like, on no, it, it doesn't. Yeah, you're no. you're the mixer, the blender you Wrong. have, unless you have a Vitamix. Mark my words. I don't care how high quality of a ninja you have. No, I don't no, care. Bogus. N- the Vitamix bogus. is the only fucking uh, thing <laughs> out there that's chopping that spinach. That you're drinking a shake that is purely blended it's high tech high powered blending high power you know what else i love about it it's low tech it's like been the same model since like forever and yeah the lid is just like the old school rubber lid it doesn't like click on it won't start unless the lid's on it's the same with the the entire contraption and i like that about it because on every blender or food processor you get nowadays you have to like Click this into place and Fuck click it, that no, one on it, the Vucken on the Vucken Vitamix. All you have to do is set it on there. It doesn't click into place. No. It ju- you just set it down on there, and then the lid is a rubber thing. Yeah. And this episode's brought to you by Vitamix this week. <laughs> I Use wish discount we could code get a free Coffer Crab. That would be <laughs> sick if we could do that. I know. Dude. I know. Fuck. We need um. Like Vitamix, it's the best blender, and use <laughs> discount code Coffer. That is something I would promote. I, I won't sell my soul for cheap, but I'll... Yeah, it would be cool <laughs> to promote products that I actually like. Yeah, I know. I mean, granted, I do like our direct sound headphones, and I do like the CBD yeah. that we've I'm actually gotten. not wearing them, as you can tell. Well, Naveen, I forgot. We should bring up the story about yeah. your ears. So Naveen. I'm not wearing them because the... Naveen's the going through a phase. <laughs> I'm going through a little bit of a phase <laughs> It's here. just a phase, Mom. No, it's not a phase. So I'm not wearing them because they're a little tight, and uh, your boy has got... What up, gauges, dude? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> can you see? I don't know if you can. See. Wait. Well, they're so tiny that I don't. Uh, think again, dude. Four gauge, bro. Okay. Yeah. So I actually used to have stretched ears back in the day. Whoa, body modification. Body mod. So I've been like joking around with Chaney a lot about how her and I are into body modification because <laughs> she has stretched ears and a nose piercing. 
And I'm like, yeah, we're into, you know, body mods. That's our thing. Yeah. But I was like clicking around on Instagram because now I'm like into looking at the Instagram shopping. It's, it's a bad. I, I would, say it's, su- a, I would I, say it's an addiction, but it's a. It's a habit that I do and I spend, <coughs> I tend to spend money. Really? I've bought, I bought a pair of pants that I'm actually wearing right now. That's um, the only thing I've bought. I've bought a hair piece and I am about to buy a dress there you go so anyway instagram shopping a really sick, sick dress for the record and it starts it's to know like the type of style i'm into like oh this guy's into like gothic spiritual wear you know what yeah. i mean so it'll like give me that and this guy had these fucking sick ass like big brass like hanger they're not plugs but they're like hanging earrings they're like they're probably only like a a four or like a two gauge or something and you put you just they just hang you know and he had like big stretch ears and they were just i believe they're called plugs naveen no they're not plugs oh they're, they're you're, like, you're gauging your ears with them i don't know the no no, no. they're like hanging hanger jaints so like you could put them in uh, and it would just hang yeah. and it looks fucking right hella sick and i was like damn those are i kind of want to get some of those yeah so i was like all right well i gotta stretch my ears back again <clears throat> but this is i i was on tour and I mean that my ears weren't like hella huge or anything. I had like a double zero, which is like <coughs> kind of big, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were swimming with like in a pool, and I lost one. So I was like, whatever, I'll just take them out. And that's that. Yeah. And that I, was like when I was. Well, I think I was like twenty. I think the same thing happened to me on tour because I used to, and that's why I I yeah. tend to wear these uh, rubber plugs now. It's yeah. literally because of when we started touring, or when I started touring a lot with Entheos, like head banging a lot which i tend to do on stage oh do you uh, i Other tend to head bang uh corpse grinder levels of head banging going on but i my plugs if i wasn't wearing these kind they would always fall out and well, i would like be in the crowd there, this is the body mod i just wear here. these damn look these at how huge rubber those are. ones but they would just always kidding. fall out I'm actually in the market for some new earrings. But anyway, yeah, they would thinking, always dude, fall I, out. I, I was would actually be out. thinking about you, Cheney, because mm-hmm. I, I was seeing all these crazy. Because I went down like a w- little wormhole about like, you know, cool plugs. Totally. And I was like, damn, Cheney could get some hella fucking sick ones. You know what ones are sick that I was thinking, that I was looking at? Mm-hmm. The teardrop shaped ones. Oh, yeah. Those, those ones sick. look so fucking sick and creepy. There are a lot of really sick ones. It's just no offense to anyone out there who makes plugs but every time i see the price of yeah, really, really sick plugs i'm like ooh really oh, well what's the damage that you're looking I at i mean a lot of the time bucks? it's like 100 dollars and i'm like I know, well but if they're I really buy, sick then get you know. i totally agree with you and and not right now i think i could be in the market to get some sick plugs yeah i think the only, the only reason i wouldn't do it is because it's like if you're gauging them up and you don't you know you're just kind of passing through mm-hmm. right also so. i'm sort of uh in changing my jewelry, like, it starts to annoy me to change my jewelry every night, and I wouldn't be able to sleep on those. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's another thing. I think that's really why I settled on just wearing these all the time, because yeah. I just they're starts easy. to annoy me yeah, to change easy. my jewelry yeah. all the time. But for, you know, I'll I'll throw on some I don't know. Those teardrop cool ones stuff. would look evil as fuck, I know. They dude. would look really those cool. Sick. So, yeah, anyway, I was them. like, dang, I like those big brass hangy things. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to stretch them out again. There you go. So, I go on Amazon. And I'm like, ear stretch kit, right? And it's like 14 gauge to double zero sets of plugs. So for those who aren't into that th- sort of thing, that's like. For those know. of you who aren't into extreme body modification. <laughs> like me. Like the Hold two on of a us. Second. You want to get a shot of this? Look at this. <laughs> oh, 
Naveen, we've well, seen your see. ears enough this episode. It's becoming a thing. Oh my god. <laughs> I, it's, anyway, so I'm like, okay, I don't even know if my if I can put anything through my ear or not. Mm-hmm. So I like went and took one of your little woodworking things and like just put it in there. A woodworking thing? Yeah, you have like these little woodworking... What? <laughs> it's like a woodworking tool. I don't know. What have you done? Anyway, Did I was like... Did you wash it? No, I was like, let me just see if that'll go in. And okay. I just put, put that in and I was like, okay, that went in, so I still have holes in my ears. Oh, okay. Because this yeah, was like yeah, yeah. 15 years ago or so that I took, mm-hmm. took them out. So I'm like, I, I still got holes in my ears. I ordered the... So I go on Amazon. Uh... It's like, whatever, how many sets that is? Seven or eight sets? Yeah, I mean, Naveen really got the six set Dude, going, going so on. Because dope. back in my day, when yeah. when you could not order things off of Amazon when I was a teenager, I was going into Hot Topic like once a week and getting these taper sets. That's yeah, what it is. It, it's a taper set. And I was buying them, and I remember spending like fifty dollars on two tapers. Dude, when we okay, so when we stretched our ears back in the day, we were like, we didn't we didn't want to buy yeah, the spring for the taper, so we would just buy the set of plugs and then just oh my god, that is just jamming it. That's how you destroy your ears. <laughs> as a, I mean, even when I was a teenager, I was like aware of okay, I don't because I had seen people rip their ears. No, open. but mine were nice. They're healthy. They're good to go. Yeah, you didn't go very far though. No, so. Was I saying okay? So yeah, I'm like 15 bucks for the whole set. It's 14 up to double zero. That's like for those of you who don't know, it goes 14, 12. <laughs> That's 10, your favorite so thing forth. to say about body modification. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> well, I'm into that. This because I doubt that any of you out there who have listened to metal your entire life and found out about us probably <laughs> I would say like 50 percent or more has are plugged plugs over double or, or sewn. over double zero. Yeah, <laughs> or they cut their earlobe off because it was so big and they don't they want it to look normal now. And then they ate it like Ricky. Yeah, that's Ricky pretty hard. Hoover. <laughs> disgusting. So I get the set right, and it's got it's got the taper thing that we're talking about, so you can th- shove it in, and then you follow it with the little plug. It's got sets from okay, we got nano it. to big. We got it. So I'm like, all right, let me see where I'm at. So I start off with the. I was like, I think the ten would work, which is. Uh, you know, it's bigger than a than a, than a regular piercing, but it's. <laughs> I'm just dying at the vigor <laughs> and intensity behind your ear story. This so is anyway, just. I'll wrap you, it up. You'd think that the ending was like some big. There's no real ending, so I'll wrap it up. I'm like, okay, so the ten gauge fucking goes right in. Cool. I I but I was like, let me wear this for a couple days, and that's why it was really funny because. That's where my I'm into body modification joke was really shining because a 10 gauge plug is like you can hardly see it. And I was like, yeah, I'm into stretched ear. You know, it was just funny kind of running around. Oh, my God. Being like. It's not funny anymore. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I thought it was funny. I did too. (laughs) So then the next or two days later, I'm like, all right, let's try the 8 gauge. And then I'm like, boom, 8 gauge goes. All right. I'm like, boom, 8-gauge goes in, no problem. I'm like, all right, fuck that. Let me try the 6-gauge. Boom, 6-gauge goes in, no problem, right? And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what's up with the 4-gauge. Right? Are you serious? <laughs> I'm telling the story. I, <laughs> I just haven't seen you this excited about so a like, story. 4-gauge, right, here we go, baby. In a while. Because, uh, uh, 
let me tell you why I was excited. Because I was kind of like, all right, I'm going to do this stretch years thing again. I'm 35, so it's like it's a silly thing to do when you're that old. No, I think it's awesome. It's, you know, a sign of No, you of, made fun of me about it. You were like, yeah, I, would, you know, I, would, I did that when I was like 18. <laughs> uh, so I was like, <laughs> I was stoked because I was like, okay, I figured I would be like a 12. And then it's like once a month I'm doing it. So I'm like, maybe in like oh, a year gonna I'm going to have. a lot yeah. longer, yeah. So I'm like. This is sick. I can already put a six in there. Sick. I'm like, all right, let's try the four. The four now. Whoa. Is that what you have in? Yeah. That's what you had me pushing through your ear last night? So the night? four was like a little, I didn't want, you know, and I was like, let me just, and then I just fucking, Ugh. with the tabor, boom, hit it in. It was like, yeah, it's spiritually painful. Dude, it puts I, you in the moment. I just remember those days, and it's just like your ear, just the stretching sensation of your ear. Not fun. Well, you know what I was thinking of Not today? Fun. Is if that was the only pain <laughs> associated with it, it would be rad. But it, it lasts would, forever. But yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm like, oh, I can't sleep on my side. Anyway, so I push it in. That sucked. Put the plug in. I had you do it, and you were all grossed out by it. Yeah, it was just so then I did the other. I, so I'm like, okay, I the other one, I, I wasn't even going to fuck around with that. I just, just took the taper, greased it up, boom, stuck it in really quickly. I was like, okay, that hurt. Chaney, can you put the plug in? Chaney comes through, removes the taper. So now there's nothing in there. And I'm like, dude, did you seriously the audacity. just do that? I'm like, did you just do that? The so I had to go in the bathroom and stretch it again with the taper. <laughs> I had to go through the pain twice. Well, that's good because it probably helped it stretch out a little more. I and then, I, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'll just fucking put the plug in. So I got the plug in there. I got it all good. Washed them. And and honestly, like, not that bad. You know, like, it's a little yeah. sore today, but, like, I, I, I'm, like, I can touch it, and it doesn't, like, really, it's not, like, pain. Because I remember when I was a kid, and I first did a stretch deer, mm-hmm. like, the thing got all fucked up. I remember a like, lot of people's stuff getting It got up. off. Like, so it was like you if you touched it, it was like, ah! You know, so this is like... I can you know what's weird is I re- actually remember when we started dating the ear cheese. I think it's because I wore different... These uh, earrings are also really good to prevent the smell that inevitably comes along with well, I think also, stretching your ears, but my yeah. ear cheese, it was disgusting. Well, what's kind of cool is this time going around with the stretcher... So on, let me wrap the story up. So oh, no. I was... I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of stoked that I'm already at a four. What up? Yeah. Dude. Congratulations. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of long story so short. Four, two, zero, double zero. That's three more stretches, and then I'm back to where I was. Congratulations. I know, and, and the this thing is, is though, news. I was, like, driving in my uh, van today, and I was, like, yeah, I was, like, looking at him in the mirror and stuff, and I'm, like, why am I even doing this? I don't even care if I have, <laughs> like, this is so dumb. I just did it totally random so I could maybe one day get these brass ears. <laughs> You know, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, we, we flew. So we went on a trip a couple of weeks ago to Florida, but when we were flying back home on our second plane, I walked by a guy who I noticed had stretched ears. And when I walked by, I saw him look at my ears and then start feeling up his ears. Oh, that's weird. And that was the only time that I've remembered that I had stretched ears. It, like... In ever because it's weird how once you get something, a tattoo or a piercing, it's just there. you just forget about it. You totally space off that it's there anymore. Totally. Yeah, I mean, me being a, a big body modification guy, I yeah. don't really think about my ink. I don't think about my <laughs> gauges very often. Yeah. But I'm kind of letting them breathe. Big a little bit. into body mods. <laughs> I'm gonna let them breathe for a little so, bit. 
So, you know, oh, you tune see, in, if, if nothing else, tune in weekly just for Naveen's ear saga, because this is going to be a good one, folks. No, you can totally see it from there. <laughs> it, it's a, it looks like a gauge. Boom. That's, congratulations. That's insta-gauge, baby. A round of applause for Naveen. So, yeah, I'm going to be looking all crazy spiritual <laughs> with these gnarly fucking. Well, <laughs> you, you're going to have to, like, put a plug in your lip. To really look, I don't think so. I guess that's tribal, not spiritual. Yeah, but what else? I was gonna. I had another topic, but I like I took the headphones off, and now I feel like I'm not on the podcast anymore. It's weird. I know that's why I didn't want to do the podcast without headphones. Let me put them back on there. But that's actually why I don't like recording with those headphones because they're way they're not tight enough on my head. Yeah, I know that's the thing. These are just nice and loose, and they will be. So I guess good for this situation, but bad for Cheney for tracking, which yes, absolutely. is a thing I do. So yeah, we did go to Florida, and we canceled the podcast that week. Yeah, we know. had a plan. We had a grandiose plan to be like, we're going to do two podcasts in one week, Yeah, and then we're going to have one to post while we're gone. Oh, guess what happened? We didn't do any that week. We canceled two of them. Well, you know what? what? really happened is that we went over to our friend's house so we've been uh, you know we're gonna have a cool announcement coming up next week for our band and we've been working on a lot of things regarding that announcement and so we were working really hard on the announcement and stuff and we were like you know what we should go hang out with our friends for once and like drink a little yeah because we do tend to you know work we work on stuff all the time we we really do yeah and that's not that's not that's also you know, we work jobs on top of that. Yeah, so we have jobs. A lot of we, the time when I get home from work, it's like, okay, what are we doing today? Like yesterday we did a photo shoot. Yes. For this huge announcement. <laughs> so and we took a really sick picture, by the way. We did, and you guys well. will maybe see it. Maybe so you yeah. won't. I mean, we've been getting into photography. We've been getting into videography. videography. We yeah. made like a cinematic movie. Yeah, well, really what <laughs> we're trying to do is that... Here's the thing. Naveen and I are both super creative people. And when I say that, I mean <clears throat> that we both let, we both have a vision for how we want everything to look and yeah. feel. 100%. And luckily, we, we have the means. We, over time, have developed the skills to be able to do everything that we want to do sort of in-house, which I think is... is can be critical for people like us, yeah. for people who are, I don't, I won't say that we're controlling, but I will say in that, like the art, this is starting to annoy me. I'm getting all kinds of texts. But I'm, I'm starting, I don't know. I'm starting to, <laughs> I'm not starting to anything, but in our creative process, is that where I was? In our yeah, creativity, yeah, you're like, we like having a lot of control over the yeah. way that things um, end up in the long run. And because of that, over time, we, we yeah. know we both know a lot about you know well, this is something that's we've been working on we so have. in the past <coughs> we've we haven't been doing our own photo shoots right. or i mean we've made like playthroughs and stuff like that but over the last two one to two years specifically mm-hmm. we've been really trying to ramp it up like can we actually make super professional photos on our own, yeah. just at home. Right. You know, and the Which, you know, actually is funny. In a comfortable environment. Yeah, it's kind of funny thinking back because we almost have flipped the things that we do in-house in our band. Because it used to be that we would, uh, m- like everything would be mixed. Well, actually, that's a lie. 
Sorry, I was just going to lie about something. <laughs> because Zach has actually yeah. always worked on He's our worked stuff. On but I was just thinking about Remember Your Dust, which yeah. you mixed and everything. And now we're sending everything out. Everything's being mixed by other people. But we're trying to take the actual imagery, aside from the album art, into yeah. our own hands a little more. Yeah, so <coughs> video stuff. Well, I mean, we're talking about doing our own music video coming up. I think what we made... What we have made, what we've been working on, this little cinematic piece, we'll call it, yeah, was kind of like a test run for like, okay, how would it look if we tried to make a music video? And it turned out pretty cool. Yeah, I like think so. And because here's the thing, when you shoot a music video or when you take photos um, as a band, what will happen is you're, you know, you may have someone in mind, but in the past we haven't keep in mind that the last album that we worked on was like four years ago. Yeah. It was yeah. four years ago. So I don't think that there was like a fully um, realized vision yeah. about this is what we want our videos to look like. This is what we want. The photos to look like. Yeah. This is so what we're going to wear case, in the photos. In so that you know. case, when you don't know what you want your videos to look like or who you would like to work on them or your photos, the label will recommend people. And then what will happen is those people will send in this uh, a, a, a one-page synopsis of how they're going to make your music video look, and it's called a... A treatment. A treatment. Okay, so they, they send you the treatment. Say two uh, directors, two cinematography companies will send you a treatment, and then you can choose one of the two. And I, I like the way that our videos turned out for the stuff in the past. But what I would like to do is not necessarily rely on someone else's vision. Granted, now I, I'm more aware of who I would have work on our stuff if what I'm thinking doesn't work out. And I would actually like to have these two people be involved who to just to be there to like help us realize the vision. Right. But now more than ever, we're super involved with everything visually that's going on with our band. 100%. So we're trying, basically over time, we've just tried to, you know, yeah. be a part of that more and more and actually be the crew as well as, as being the artist. And I mean, the more, the more, the easier, the, the, the clearer the vision that you have for the project as a whole, mm -hmm. it's the easier it's going to be for A, people to digest what you're doing, right? And then B, for other people that you're working with, they're going to ha have an easy time jumping in there and being like, okay, I, I see where they're going. I'm going to add to that. That's that's you know? so true. I, that's some that's of something the... that we have kind of, I've personally learned that late in the game. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Because for me, I I never was focused on that. No. I've always been focused on the music. Because I'm making music. And then and even the that is like, okay, maybe I should try to have a little more direction as to what, is going on like it's still going to be crazy and everything but in terms of maybe production elements what fits where yeah you know maybe simple stuff is like i mean i've i've said this for a while but simple simple things are like you know don't have a solo going while there's vocals over it you know like yeah you know, we've always focus that. i've always been so against yeah, that focus the everything yeah try to focus on in on like what is going what it's supposed to be what the vibe is supposed to be yeah i think that is the best piece of advice that i really think so man that you could get in starting a band and in like 
knowing where to go, what to do with it, is that the just what you said, the clearer the vision, the easier it is going to be for every single other piece to fall in line. 100%. Period. Everyone who works for you, every band you tour with, every piece of art that you use, every visual element, every musical component, it will all be easier if yeah. you know, if you have a vision for it. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that it has to be some something that someone else has already done. It no. just means, like, think about all that stuff, and it's going to really help in the long run. I mean, more, yeah. than, more than anything, I don't think that it should be something that someone else has done. I think that you should have a very clear vision for what you want and it doesn't have to be following anyone else's footsteps at all. I mean, no. you you can get inspiration wherever you look and yeah. and say, oh, I want to integrate this thing that that person's doing is really <coughs> cool and I want to integrate that, exactly. but I also don't like this, but maybe I like that from someone else and I like, you know? Yeah. I mean, another thing that I think for me, what I take a lot of inspiration is, is just more uh, general practices that I see other people doing, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah. so... It's like, oh, wow, they're all, like, unified in their photo. They look really, you know, that's a cool, they thought about that. So maybe we don't look anything like them, but I got the idea. It came across in some of the band's photo, like, oh, they thought about what it was going to look like. Absolutely. That kind of thing. Or for social media stuff, you know, I'll say, oh, they're, like, you know, posting a video that looks a certain way or is framed in a certain way, but it yeah. might have, not have anything to do with what I'm doing. Right, but I'm right. taking the inspiration just off of the um, the, the concept behind it. Absolutely. You and, you know, the podcast, we love doing the podcast, and we're like funny people on the podcast and everything, but we both take <laughs> our, the, our art very seriously. Yeah. And we want it to be... You know, we both know what we want out of it and what we want it to be. And so that, that I think, bringing all of this stuff together over the past couple of years, you know, since Naveen and I have become the members of our band, it, it's really, like, helped us yeah. in, uh, in understanding all of these things about ourselves. Definitely. And that's a hard part uh, when you have a lot of members in a band. That now it's everyone's has to get on board or it's right. some people are going like, why are we doing this? It's stupid. But, you know, like, yeah, so that's something that's hard to figure out. I mean, being in a band sure. is really complicated. Being yeah. in a band is one of the hard, you know, they say, I think you said this the other day. They say that being in a band is like being in a relationship, but really depending on the amount of members, it's like being in a relationship with every single person in the band. So it's like, and then there's this huge, so you, you have, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. you'll have the interpersonal relationships, obviously not on a sexual level, but you'll, you'll Some have. Some bands, the, I don't know. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> 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 but, you know, you'll have the interpersonal relationships, and then you have the relationship of the band as a whole, and, like, who sees themselves in what position, and it's a lot of, like, personalities. And I wouldn't ever talk against being in a band. I think it's awesome. It's one of the coolest experiences ever. But you also end up seeing a lot of bands break up because yeah, that's people why they can't up. get along and they don't see yeah. they don't see eye to eye on one thing and it just causes a causes a rift forever. Totally. So it's a really complicated relationship. You know? So it's a lot easier when there's two people is what we're trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean, yeah. So I think and we mean that with there's yeah, literally no dish. I'm not going to say, oh, it's way easier, but I think what it 
has led to is it's forced me and Cheney to have to think about more. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. To be like, all right, well, it's just us, so what's that going to look like? Yeah. Or what's, what are we doing here? Whereas before, maybe somebody else would have an opinion about something. Yeah. And I would just not say anything about, oh, that sounds cool. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's a lot like, just for, in, for example, when we started in Theos and all the other bands that I was in, I wasn't like the guy who went and got paid after the show. I know. You know, so mm-hmm. in the same way, I had to learn <laughs> just different roles. Oh, man. I mean, I think that we were coming from a place where you, we, there are a lot of people who just, yeah, didn't really know how to, how to even totally run a band. Yeah. So we were dealing with that from 100%. the beginning as well. You know, while being in a place where our band was like already on metal sites and already in different places because of the people who are in it. So it was all just, we were, we, this has all been a learning process to us. Still is too. Still is. Absolutely. We learn new stuff fucking constantly. But at this point, I just feel like there is, we know, we, we know what we're doing. We we know where we want to go artistically. And I feel like that, uh, you know, there's more control being taken and more love and care being placed on that than ever before. Ooh, love. I like it. Yeah, no, it's a good time. <laughs> I'm and really proud. I'm really proud to start. We're very proud, and I think, well, this episode will be out tomorrow, but by the time the next episode is out. Yeah, we'll be in a new chapter of our band, We'll I think. be talking about some stuff. Yeah, so <laughs> we're really excited about it, and Oh, I guess, dang, it. we should probably do. It's been, honestly, a lot. Bec- we haven't put out an album for four years, it, and it's because... Done, done some growing. We, we've had a lot of growing to do. Yeah. Done some growing. A lot. Yeah. So you want to take some questions? So yeah, we have a couple of questions this week. So let's yeah. get to those. Um. <clears throat> All right. Should I read the first one or do you want to, Naveen? Well, if it's for me, you should read it. Oh, it's for you. Okay. Ryan. Hey, Cheney and Naveen. Loving the podcast and I have a question. For Naveen, did you always do double strokes with your feet or were you using swivel before? Honestly, I have no idea what this means because I'm not a drummer. But Matt Halpern was talking on the Downbeat podcast about drummers completely changing their style and he mentioned you. Ooh, name drop. Yeah, I like that. You got a name drop, Naveen. First of all, I really like that people are talking about me on podcasts. (laughs) That's nice. Um, that's two wins for Naveen this week. Unless got they were, to a you know, maybe they were talking smack. Saying they might've been talking crap. We're going to have to go look. Uh, through. Well, Listen. I think, yeah, I'm uh, the type of, well, first of all, no, I've never, I've haven't always been doing doubles. I've dabbled with it over the years. Like just work it up one day and be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. I can kind of do that. Let's explain what doubles are because I, yeah, I so mean, there's I get a it. few different types of doubles. He's referring to the bass drum technique and there's, there's, I learned like a really long time ago, there's a double that you can do where you actually hit it with your heel and then hit it with your toes. So that's called like, heel toe. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's heel toe. I, I don't do that. What I do now is, it's like a more, uh, a newer way of doing it. Like the first guy I saw do it is John Longstrath. And maybe they'll call it heel toe, but it's definitely not. It's like, you kind of just, like here's the pedal board and then here's your foot. And you hang your foot kind of off the back of it. So when you hit it, you put like some pressure on it. And it just does like a double. It's really weird. It's like magic. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
So I learned how to do that um, a few years ago for sure. But I just, I would do it here and there and then just be like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. I don't like care. <clears throat> and it's, it wasn't that fun to actually do the technique. But then this year, I was like, all right, this year I'm going to get really fucking sick with the double bass because I'm sick of not being able to play as fast as I want to. And then with the new Entheos that I was writing, it required like a lot of a lot of speed picking parts and I wanted to match it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking get this, right? And so I'm like doing it all the time, you know, posting videos of it. I'm doing the doubles, blah, blah, blah. So I got pretty, pretty uh, proficient with it. But that's what I do, and it's it's cool, but it you can only hear it if it's with triggers. Like, if you don't hear it without the triggers, it's just, it sounds like you're just doing eighth notes, but there's really sixteenths going on. So, I, I actually, when people ask me on my Instagram and stuff, I'll just straight up say, like, I call it cheater doubles. That's what I call it. Uh, you know, maybe oh, other no, people, no cheating. And other people might be, like, mad at me for saying that, but it kind of is a cheater double, and that's what I do, and it sounds sick as fuck. Well, you did get that pedal. <laughs> You don't use it, but that pedal that was actually for heel toe, which is which is what I've always heard. Yeah, of that pedal existing, and oh, I oh the heel. Of, yeah, so I did. Chinese spilling the beans. Oh, so sorry. Trying to keep this a secret. Oh, were you really? Not really. It doesn't matter. I'm okay. selling them. I don't want them. Anymore. Oh, okay. They're stupid. Yeah. But I, I was just exper- I've always heard of these pedals where there's like a heel. Okay, so there's actually a heel kick kick, and it's attached <coughs> to a beater. So you have like two beaters on the same pedal, and there's one for the heel, one for the toe. And I was like, dang, I'm going to fucking try this, whatever. But, well, for one, my idea was to do heel, heel, toe, toe. And that would be re- really cool. But, I mean, I'd have to fucking practice. They like, seem right? so it's hard so to hard. use. Like, if you sit so, down with them, uh, my feet are really short. So I wonder if that has something to do. With, I don't uh, know. It's just really, it was really hard to push. So down. not only was is it really hard, but every time somebody who sees you with that, they're going to say you're cheating. And they're going to say totally, it's stupid. And, totally. You're and then I was thinking, it's credit. like, do I really want to spend that much time learning how to do it? And then furthermore, do I want to like deal with everybody saying that I'm cheating? Mm, not really. Like I've already, we're already to a point now where people don't think triggers are cheating. So I'm just, I'm in, I'm in, I'm grandfather. <laughs> yeah, I'm good you to just go. got in. And then furthermore, it's like, I did notice that I could just probably spend that same amount of time that I would do on that on my <coughs> regular pedal and just be way sicker with the regular pedal. Totally. So I'm just like, whatever, I'm selling them. It doesn't matter. Totally. So if you guys want to buy those, you you let me know. They're, they're on Reverb. <laughs> if you want to experiment with they're them. They're on my Reverb store, which is Drum and Synth Nerd. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that you had that name. Yeah, Drum and Synth Nerd. I sell, sometimes I'll buy shit just to try it and then I put it on there to sell. Do you consider yourself a nerd? Not really. That's just what I named my store. Okay, gotcha. I think, yeah, I don't know. That was just the first thing that I thought of. You're like a cool nerd. Cool nerd, yeah. Yeah. I'm rare. Anyway, so for the second part of the question, which was drummers that change their style. I I think that I have done that for sure. You totally have. How have you not? I mean, I honestly feel like, um, okay, when I found out that you were going to, like I said, like I've said before, I read on Lambgo. Before, far before I knew you, the, the drummer of Animosity was joining yeah, Animals yeah. as Leaders, and I was like, huh, okay, that's going to be interesting. This guy plays, like, thrashy death metal. People were talking <laughs> shit, dude. Were they? Were, like, were there doubters? There was doubters, Were there dude. people, like, messaging? It got back to me, dude. got really? back to me. There was certain persons who were, huh? like, I don't know if he's a good Doesn't pick. Doesn't seem dude. like a hater anymore. I don't know if he's a good <laughs> pick. Maybe 
maybe that guy, you know, doesn't have the groove in him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm like, that's my uh -huh. whole, my whole thing is fucking groove. What are you talking about? Right. I but mean, that, I, that is, if you go back and listen to Animosity, that you've, all, the drumming has always been like the outstanding, the gro the groovy drumming is one yeah. of the outstanding. But parts, I could see you how know? you would think that. Because, I mean, to be <laughs> yeah, fair, if you I didn't, aren't a death metal drummer. I honestly didn't know that I could do it. I just yeah. said I could. Yeah. I literally was just like, you know, Tosin was my friend and I heard that he was going to have a band. And I was like, I want to be in the band. You know, fuck that. Totally. And I was like, oh, I got that. No problem. I could do that. Are you kidding me? Easy. And I, meanwhile, I've never even played an odd time beat in my life. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I did make it work, but it was, there was a point where I was like, what have I got myself into? You know, this is, this totally. is gnarly. But, so yeah, I'm constantly doing stuff like that. I will rearrange my drum kit. I will break it all down and rebuild. There's no <coughs> Literally fucking, daily, I'm here yeah, to There's I'm no like pride with me. Like I don't mind being like, all right, I'm going to suck at this for a while and get better at it or I, I don't, like I said, there's no, I'm not like, oh, I got my own way of doing it. I've been playing drums for 25 years, you know, which is the truth. But it's like when I see people, you know, on Instagram, that's like honestly how I watch most drumming these days. Yeah. And I'll see people on there and I'll be like, dude, that's fucking sick. I'm, get, get, you know, props to that guy. I'm going to go practice that, what that guy's doing. I don't have a, there's no part of me that's like, I'm good to go. You know, I don't yeah. feel that way at all. I always feel like when I'm inspired to do something, that's the best way that I could feel. So when I see somebody, you know, check out this hand te technique, you know, blah, blah, I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I want to try that. I, wanna I wholeheartedly that. agree with that yeah. because I think it's really important to constantly uh, learn from people who you enjoy and never be too, like, f egotistical. Yeah. No, never totally. be so egotistical that you believe that you're at the end of the road as far as any creative or growing process goes because you're yeah. i mean with drumming or with vocals or with whatever the road is never ending there's oh. constantly something that i can get online and look at youtube that a little kid is do or you know a kid y 10 years younger than me is doing with their voice that i just haven't done but you yeah. know what's cool is that now that YouTube exists and all of this stuff, we can go back and cool. we I can mean, go through yeah. videos and see what the kids are doing and kind of learn from them rather than getting stuck in what we're doing. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's like if you never grow as a musician, then it kind of the the to me, it takes a lot of the fun out of it. I agree. And I think with people that are <laughs> in their 30s, maybe they've been playing their instrument for 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you kind of. uh there is that tendency to sort of, I, I don't want to say be jealous, but it's like, I, I think it is somewhat of a form of jealousy when you're like, oh, that that's f stupid what all these kids are doing. I don't need to do that. And it's like, I, I mean, kind of, but it's also like really sick. Like with the doubles thing, yeah. you know, I could mm -hmm. easily be like, that's fucking dumb. I don't need to do that. I'm yeah. like all natural, baby. And it's like, I guess, but. I want to go really fast too. Fuck totally. it. That's fucking cool. Totally. Like, let me learn how to do that. Exactly. So there's you something know? to be learned from everyone. And, and you know, totally. And there's a reason it exists. Why wouldn't you learn to do something? It's just, it's something to add to your arsenal that you exactly. can pull out in a cool time. It doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. 
It's but, an incorporation of, of yeah, that stuff. It helps yeah. you grow as an artist to never be too close-minded. And, huh. and yeah, it's Don't just really important. I wouldn't be yeah. close-minded. And I mean that as far as, like, uh, you know, learning things from from people or listening to certain kinds of music. And that can be used all over the board. I'm always baffled when someone tells me that they, like, will not listen to a certain style of music. It's like, why? Why, why? would you do that? Why, why would you limit yourself? Yeah. There, Check it out. There is so much sonically to be offered in different uh, genres of music. Like, I love country music. And I think that it's made me uh, excel in certain areas of my writing. And, and you know, it's everything helps. Why I close agree. anything off? Especially if you're a fucking artist. Yeah. I mean, I, I would even take it a step further and do you should do that with all Every, life. Everything I mean, in life, yeah. You shouldn't yeah. be like, oh, no, let me, you know, like... I think there is a a problem today with people having such extreme like opinions yeah, oh, yeah. about everything, and th- and I don't mean that like you know with the, that leads to the whole discussion of like oh there's all these political pl- opinions. And I, I don't really mean that. I just mean more like since everybody is looking at so much like data all the time, you get this false sense of. I know everything. So yeah, absolutely. when someone brings someone, let me tell you about it's like, right. dude, you don't know that much. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I even think of a lot is like, what is an opinion? You know, I, I, I don't, I guess I'm getting kind of meta on, on everybody, yeah, but it's like, you're right. what is an opinion? I don't even think there is such a thing as an opinion. You're just no taking I- something that you heard someone else do, say or do and you liked it. And now that's becoming a thing that you're going to say and do. Well, that's all it is. I that's think, what an opinion is, I think is, that right? opinions are circumstantial. Yeah. And they can you, be gr- you become opinionated based on the things that you ingest. 100%. 100%. So there's circumstance. And then there's also just, yeah, I saw that. I liked it. I'm going to pass it on to other people. But that's still circumstance. That's because the reason that you see that in the fir- the reason that you have it to pass on the, in the first place is because of the circumstance of you being yeah. present to witness such a thing. I agree. You know, like I don't, I don't watch the news. So by circumstance, I'm not really, you're not, I don't really like know nothing that I'm regurgitating is like from that. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I guess what I'm saying is, Maybe put down the the false idea that you know this is my idea. Here, let me tell you how it's going down because it's like, well, it's not really even yours yeah, to start with. It's, it's just something that you heard, and you're going to tell somebody else about it. So you don't actually know that much. Yeah, you know? and that's kind of how I've been trying to be in all dealings with people. You know, not just with music and stuff. Yeah, I think that's really important. Because I, I do think that it's easy to be like a total know-it-all. Well, I think that's a default yeah. for a lot of people. You know? Totally. And that's kind of, because it's, I get it. I mean, you want to feel like you're, it feels good to tell somebody about something that they don't know about. Yeah, I feel like it it makes you feel like you um, belong or you have a place in a conversation. Yeah, totally. Whereas it, it's also... I think in our, like, it's not as popular to be like, you know, you tell me something and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Tell me, tell me more about that. Because it's yeah. a form of defeat. It makes, yeah. It, yeah. I think that it can, um, 
inspire insecurity in people. That's what I'm saying. To admit that they're wrong, but it also takes... Or not, not wrong, or, but that, or that they don't know. Something. know yeah, that you, they don't know. In, the, in our society, it seems like everyone wants to be like, no, I, I'm the one who knows the most. Yeah. I'm the mm-hmm. one. And it's like, mm, no, you're not. Yeah, we live in an infor- information society. Totally. And I think, uh, you know, maybe just be aware of it at least, you know. And I think that has changed the way I view talking to people for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I still get the urge sometimes to be like, Hey, let me tell you what's up. But it's like, mm, uh, what's the point of that? Yeah. You know, what's the point of it? It doesn't really do much other than try to prove that y- you know a lot. Right. Which is like, well, I don't even really need to do that. Yeah. And it, 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 I think it's a good conversational tool to not do that as well because it is a little more inviting in conversation, 100%. and it makes you a warmer person to talk to. And it's great for the other person. Yeah. You know, let them, give them that satisfaction of uh, telling you something that they, you know, want to feel knowledgeable about. Yeah. Yeah, little... Uh, that was a good answer. side, I guess, uh, did that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Do you want to read the, the second question? Yeah. So, it's Gabriel. I think... Gabriel writes in a lot, doesn't he? I think he wrote in one other time. Yeah. No, he said, first off, thanks for answering all well, of my cause, questions. Well, because we answered them in one entire podcast. That's why oh, it's... Okay. Yeah, we did a lot of questions by him. didn't expect it to him. take up half a podcast. Ha ha. Well, now he's back. <laughs> he's like, yes, please take up I'm a, a whole other one this time. And lived in Salinas during the time of the SC scene. So what he's talking about is Salinas was like a half hour away from where I grew up. Salinas Hardcore. And that's Santa Cruz. So the Santa Cruz scene. No driver's license. So I was limited. Damn bummer, uh, man. I've been back in Santa Cruz for a while now, though. A few years ago, I ran into both of you at the movie theater downtown. I think I remember that. I think we were with your mom. Oh, really? I get stopped a lot when I go to Maybe. Town, So, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, just constantly. I was going to say, do you remember the one time that we were at Grocery Outlet and we were with Sean? It was around Christmas one year or something, and we were walking behind Grocery Outlet, yeah. and a guy stopped us, and he was like, oh, Cheney and Naveen. Yeah, I actually went back over there and gave him a lesson. He lived near oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, he looked at Sean, and he was like, oh, are you, like, their manager? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Which is yeah, my, my brother. <laughs> so he was wearing an animosity sweater. We were walking out, and Naveen approached me and asked if I like animosity, and then continued to tell me oh, that so he was a drummer. Wow, I was like... <clears throat> I usually don't do that. Naveen is super, that was super humble of you. Yeah. Oh, hey, you like I'm that band? Like, well, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, animosity, huh? Cool. You always got to say something, though. Uh, I was caught so off guard, I was speechless. That's, I guess that's it. Is it a comment, or is there a question? No, it's the questions are below. Oh, okay. A little further so, down. Cheney, how did it feel making the move from Iowa to California? Mm-hmm. Was it yeah. something you looked forward to? Did you get homesick? And is Santa Cruz better than L.A.? Is Santa Cruz better than L.A.? Okay, so this is a multifaceted question. Um, it's going to take some of time. How did so. it feel making the move? Well, to be honest with you, so Naveen and I started dating. It was quite the whirlwind romance. And we, I flew to Seattle, I think it was in February, to meet up with Naveen. I toured with him for a week. Yeah. That was like our first date, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Naveen was, happened to be moving with Animals as Leaders to L.A. at the same time from the Bay. Naveen had lived yeah. in the Bay. 
So I, I I'm kind from of from Santa Cruz, but I moved up to San Francisco and then Oakland. So I was in Oakland and then Animals was in Washington. Yeah. And then Washington DC and they're gonna move to LA. And they're like, let's get a house. You should move down. I'm like, okay, let's do that for sure. Obviously. Yeah, so that was happening. And Naveen and I spent that week together on tour. And we both basically, it was like, we're going to, this gonna is going to happen. We're gonna so I flew back out to L.A. after that tour. And I lived in L.A. for like a month. And then I flew back to Des Moines. And I was in Des Moines working for like two weeks. And then I finally flew back to L.A. and made, it, made it official. So... That was it wasn't of course I was looking forward to because I was in love and I was you know stoked to move to LA it was way cooler than Iowa obviously there's legal weed I mean Naveen was was here I love Iowa and I love my family and I miss my family but at the time it was very like let's fucking do you're also like 22 I was 22 (laughs) and we were partying like LA was a party that's the time of our lives we were in we were the Animal House was a party. It. We were partying every day and having a fucking blast. It was just That's wake up we at doing. like 12 and then go get Vietnamese food and be like, what are we doing tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> no one had jobs. We were just, we were literally living yeah. the life in LA. We in were a we nice were, house. To be fair, sorry to, to throw a little bit of salt on it, but okay. we, we were we were living the life for sure. Yeah. But we had zero money at all. We had zero dollars. So, which but, doesn't matter to me. I'm just saying you can still have a great time. In that. But, like that. you know, we were all in it together. It was before Animals really hit. Yeah, I mean, totally. Animals, it was obvious that something was all going right. on with the band and it, it was blowing up. But, like, it was before Animals was a huge band. You guys weren't making a ton of money. We were fucking chilling. It was Very so chilling. fun. I want to go time. So it was amazing. And I looked forward to it, of course, uh, so that summer that I moved to LA, we did a month long tour. I did merch for animals and then we came back to LA and animals continued to have a really long touring schedule. I think you were in Europe for like seven weeks Yeah. and I was at home. I was in our house that had once been like the party capital. I was in our house Just by myself for six weeks in LA. I knew no one. Yeah. My best friend flew out for, I think, two or three weeks, but then he was gone. And then it got a little, that's when it started to get a little weird for me. Like, okay, I actually miss all of my friends a lot now that no one's yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. You had like a chance to kind of catch your breath. Yeah. Like, what, like the party started. Exactly. Yeah. And I, it, I, I got super, I wouldn't say that I got like super depressed, but I was pretty bummed out. But I also, it was a really good time for reflection in my life. Like, I feel like I changed a lot in that time. But it was awesome. I mean, overall, it was the best decision that I made, obviously. We're still together 11 years later, you know. Not Uh, married, though, by the way. Still not married. (laughs) Won't put a ring on it. We've got a long-term engagement. Um, Santa Cruz is, that's a whole nother thing about That's coronavirus, by the way. We were supposed to get married. Yeah. That was a joke I was making. The whole... The whole, okay, do I currently get homesick? No, I don't, because California is my home now. I've lived here for so long. I have friends here. I, you know, Naveen's family I love. I don't get homesick. I miss my mom, and I miss my best friend and my friends in Des Moines. But luckily, we're going back to visit Des Moines in a week. I haven't been home in two years because of coronavirus and touring. Yeah. Um. I miss them greatly, but luckily there's the internet, man. I can talk to, I text my mom. I, yeah. My best friend and I talk every single day. It's chill. Uh, Santa Cruz, the, the whole other thing about LA is that 
It sucks. The, the, the rumors you have heard are super true. Yeah. L.A. is a ladder-climbing society. That's what everyone who was our age at the time was out at the clubs to do. Yeah. Climb the ladder. Can make connections. Make connections. And yeah. that, honestly, is a part of what bummed me out about being in L.A. Yeah. You weren't used to people just, like, being... Uh, so well, you're, fake. You were used to people just being like, hey, you you're seem cool. Let's hang out. Yeah, I was used to real people. I'm from fucking Des Moines, Iowa, where, yeah. you know, everyone's real there. And in L.A., it was such the opposite that it really turned me off, and I don't think I would ever move back to L.A., personally. Yeah. Santa Cruz is... By far better than L.A. Just I always overall. knew you'd like it here. I, I said that to you because before we moved to L.A., we went to my mom's. Yeah, we Santa stayed Cruz. here for about a week. Because I had all my stuff in a little minivan, and I stopped at my mom's, picked you up. I actually borrowed my mom's friend's car to go get yeah, you I remember the airport. That, yeah. And then, uh, well, that was actually before you moved here. That was... That was when we were just going down to L.A. for the first time. Yeah, that was, you were driving to meet yeah. up with animals, and that trip was the first time that I'd heard yeah. Evan was about to put out his solo album, and you had it, and we've talked about that before, and I, a lo- I have so many good memories. From but yeah, that. I was like, You're, you will love Santa Cruz, yeah. because it's super chill, down to earth. If yeah. you're from a small town, you'll love, I mean, it is a small town. It's know, super and it's witchy great. and, you know, forward thinking, and it, Santa Cruz is awesome, and, yeah. you know. I love it so much. There are metal people early. What time is it? We need to get burritos. Yeah, we need to get burritos. It closes at 11. Okay, okay. And it's only 9. Okay, cool. That burrito watch. Plus Santa Cruz just overall as a a terrain. I mean, it's mountainous. The ocean, we live two blocks from the ocean. The trees, the redwoods. It's amazing. I by far prefer NorCal to, to SoCal. Any I'm a NorCal person. It's going to be hard to peel me out of here. I do like the hotter weather that LA provides. I don't really care about that. But honestly, it. when it's nice in Santa Cruz, it's the best. LA is just so gridlocked. And from anywhere, <laughs> we lived in two different houses in LA. And from both of them, it took us, I don't know, two hours to get to the ocean. Yeah, because oh, of traffic, <clears throat> it's just so crowded. Yeah, I mean we're a stone's throw from the ocean right now. Yeah, we literally walk over there in ten. And minutes. honestly, I just like, I enjoy silence. I'm not really a big city Love person. I yeah. wouldn't live in San Francisco. I wouldn't live in the the actual bay. Because Chan and I are like actually really loud people, so <clears throat> we need silence. We like being loud, and we yeah. want everything else to be quiet. Exactly. <laughs> I have a lo- enough loudness in my head. But honestly, long. I mean, you know, lately I've been feeling really like meditative and chill mm-hmm. and stuff. So I go in the backyard and sit there and I just love the silence and the sunshine. Yeah. And and you can get that here, which I never experienced tripping. that in L.A. Maybe in, maybe in the hills. Yeah. that Like, you but know, when you're in L.A. or a place like that to experience those simple niceties, you have to have like a lot of money. Absolutely. Which I mean, like hearing weird. you kind of do, you know, honestly. Sure. But one thing that I really love about Santa Cruz that is so drastically different than L.A. is that there is not a billboard here. There's no billboards. Not a billboard. Is that like a thing, like a law? Because there just might isn't be. billboards. It might be. There are not, like if you drive along Highway 1, there are no billboards. And it still, <laughs> now it will like frighten me when we go to San Jose or like, go oh to San Francisco God. and there are billboards everywhere. I'm like, whoa, I'm in the big city. Or the buses don't really have like 
billboards on them. Like, there'll be, I think the bus will have, like, an ad for, like, the hospital or something. Yeah. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a movie that's coming out or, like, some, you know, some right. corporate store. Right. I mean, I think that Santa Cruz is kind of the place. Uh, granted, it's cold, so people <laughs> don't envision that about California. But well, they it's envision not cold all the time, but it gets a little chilly. I mean, okay, between the right hours of yeah. 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., it's not cold in yeah. the summer. But it's more of the vibe that people envision. It's the surf town with the people who are like, yo, dude, like, sup, bro. Bunch of bros. bros. And Santa Cruz is the best, man. I mean, Love Santa Cruz. come on. Best. So, yeah, that was my big spiel about uh, so L.A. and Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz. More than L.A.? Yeah. Could you believe it? Love it here. But, all, you know, as far as getting homesick, I'll always have love in my heart for Iowa. I grew up there. It's so much a part of who I am. Well, Iowa's always with you on your arm. And I have it tattooed on my arm, which I've thought about covering piece. up several times in my life. I mean, you can't cover it up. The Someone from Iowa would be like, boo, f- band, like, boycott Cheney. Yeah, she I turned know. her back on us. But it's not about that. It's just about I'm getting older now. And I'm like, do okay. I want a state tattoo? I mean, that's on a my nice arm? way to put it, but you are turning your back on the state. <laughs> okay. You left and covered up the tattoo. <laughs> I know it's like doesn't look good on paper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then also, uh, <clears throat> I think this is a three-parter. All Did right. you attend any big festival tours like Ozfest, Warp Tour as a fan? If given the opportunity, would you play one of those tours, or do you guys prefer smaller slime ups for time? Um, For I guess I just, time, I, guess. I never got to go to Ozfest or Warp Tour because none of them came to Iowa. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't know that. I've never been to Ozfest or Warp Tour or, let's see, the biggest metal That's festival crazy, I've been dude. to is Heavy Montreal. Oh, and you did play it. And I did play it. So I only go to festivals I play. <clears throat> that's crazy, man. See, that's what's cool about, another thing that's cool about Santa Cruz, sorry to go back to how great Santa Cruz is. Mm-hmm. You're close enough to go to that stuff. Absolutely. You're so, so Ozfest close. was in Mountain View, right? Which is one hour away. Yeah, for me it was Tops. like a six-hour drive. Yeah. So yeah, I went to Warp Tour, uh, Ozfest. Mm-hmm. You know, you name it. If gi- the second part of the question, if given the opportunity, <clears throat> would we play one of those tours, or yeah. do you guys prefer smaller lineups? We'd play one of the tours, but honestly, it wouldn't be my favorite tour I ever did. I don't. It's. From what I've heard, Warp Tour is, I mean, Warp Tour is gone now, but yeah. it's utter hell. Right. Everyone talks about. And you got to pay a lot to be on those tours, You have to pay way, a guys. shit ton of money to be on those tours. I will, I mean, straight up, I'm probably never going to a metal festival in my life unless I'm playing it. Yeah. I'm never, uh, but I will go to like an, a dance music festival. Well, we are going to a three-day <clears throat> dubstep festival, guys. Yeah. That's happening. That is happening. I don't but know, that, going like to a three-day... More underground type Going to a ground. huge metal festival thing just doesn't have... It doesn't <clears> sound <throat> fun to me. Yeah, I wouldn't do that as a fan. No. Um, Even though I am a metal fan. I'm a huge metal well, fan. Well, I, w- I would go... It just depends. It just depends. Probably not. I, I'm not going to go camp out for three days at a metal fest. It's not happening. I probably wouldn't even go stand in line for one. Oh, I guess he's more asking about Ozfest. Oh. Mm, I mean, no. I, I go... The thing is, like, we're so, like, in that thing that mm-hmm. it's, like, the the curtain is, is gone. You know, there's no, like... Well, also, it's deal. I, <laughs> when I really like to see bands is when it's, like, a small club 
I prefer the small club setting. Yeah, a I cool agree. light show, some fog. Yeah. And send me in. I want to be smoking weed and just sent yeah. off into a chair. And I only really want to be there for one, for a yeah. couple of bands. I agree. I'm okay with sitting through the package, but it's like, I, I don't know. It, it just is. It's like I can. I I would just rather see all of the bands, metal bands, who would play tours individually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With the metal, and then also at those types of shows, like we're gonna know one of the bands. Yeah. And I'm getting in. So it's like we're going to, and so also kinda, we're, we're going to know the that's bands. Not me trying to brag. That's we're not going to be happens. watching bands. We're going to be like yeah, chatting with bros. I mean, so I love going to those fests, but I can't really passively go to a metal concert anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. And I'm also going to be like, why am I not playing this? I'm jealous now. I don't get jealous of that. <laughs> I also I'm just, just like. I don't either. I was just I'm, I'm going to be fun honest with you it's really fun to play festivals like it's it's fun but that's not the show i would choose to play if yeah. it's like you can yeah, play playing festivals kind of sucks it kind of sucks yeah. and it's a lot of work to like get from one point it's it's a whole like yeah. thing yeah but if, i mean if you're gonna ask I me one say, show i'm with the show i'm gonna play if i'm on death row and they're like it's not a last meal it's a last show i'm choosing a small venue packed out with a good little sound system in there. with a nice and a crispy sound system. I, and I mean, I will say really a couple of the most fun days of my life have been at Metal Fest, so. Yeah, but you know why? It's because we, like, ate catering there. Yeah, of course. So it's I'm like, saying. I got to ride, okay, I got free alcohol, Road and I got to carts. ride on golf carts, and then got the best catering of my life. Yeah, so Heavy Montreal was, like, the, the best thing ever. But the sh- watching so is the Domination. Was super sick. And Domination, that was so fun. So I just liked watching Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit ruled. Have we talked about that on the show before? How they were probably we we'll probably talk about Definitely. it. That's gonna be a fucking You know, no hate to festivals. They're cool. They especially if there's promoters place. listening, you know, we love festivals. Yeah, we love you. We love festivals. <laughs> we were hoping to be on some next year. <laughs> Once we put this <laughs> damn album out. Yeah. But you know if given the opportunity, would we play one I mean, if you were given the opportunity, here's the thing you might not know about the band world, that stuff looks good on your resume. Yeah. So Another thing that uh, Chain and I are, are we're coming I'm at this kidding. from an angle uh, that isn't the an all-encompassing angle because playing a fest like uh, on our size band, a smaller band, it's definitely not the same experience as when a big band goes and plays a fest. Yeah, right. And there's not. like actually a good size of the crowd knows who you are and wants to see you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Every time we've played a fest, it's like. Most of the people are like, oh, well, let's check this band out. That's weird. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just. Yes and no. I mean, I feel. Like, there's definitely a a There have been sick crowds. Like, we haven't played a festival where there were less than, like. No, there's sick crowds for sure. But, Mm -hmm. dude, out of that thousand, how many of them are like, I'm an Enthios fan? Yeah, totally. Whereas, you know, when a bigger band, Limp Bizkit hits the stage, everybody knows who they are. Yeah, that's there's also the difference of so when you're in a band like ours, we're incredibly reliant on how much money we make in merch every day. Right. And when you play a big festival, your your merch numbers aren't always equal to what you make at a show that's Mm -hmm. packed out because there are so many more options. And at festivals, it's hard to find where the merch is. Like, I remember I don't even think at Domination Mexico, we ended up. Putting, put, putting our merch yeah, up anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We just didn't have, you know, 
Yeah, it's weird. People, or and there were a ton of people, or... there were a ton of people in line after our set who wanted to buy our merch, and they're like, can we just buy <clears> your merch from you right now? I think we did that. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't do we that. Should, we should, we, looking back, it's like, if I would have known, I would have just fucking sold merch yeah. right there, but should've it was been. such a huge festival that it was like, you're, by the time you are looking for merch or finding merch, you're like wasted and you forget yeah. about it. Yeah. So no, that's, that's true. So it. I I, mean, I think for the smaller, mid-sized bands, fests are really fun, but not as beneficial. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a bigger band, people are like, you're going to be selling your merch. Totally. You know, you're going to be having, you're going to be playing when maybe it's like, you know, on the bigger stage and there's, you know what I mean? Just yeah. stuff like that. So it's a different experience for the, for the mid-sized to smaller. Which isn't anything bad about it. I mean, it's they're, they're fun to play. And I'm I just saying like we're answering a question with from that viewpoint. Totally, totally. Right. You know, like, is Slash going to come in here and be like, yeah, uh, no, I'm not, not into it. He's going to be like, yeah, Fest is the best thing ever. Like, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder what <clears throat> someone in, like, Guns N' Roses, let's say, would say about playing a festival as opposed to yeah, playing... That's true. But those shows are pretty much the same because their headliner shows are booked at the same places yeah. that a huge festival. So to them, it's like, we don't mm. want to, do they want to play the festival? Maybe if they make like way more money. See, yeah. that's a whole thing with those type of bands is that they're playing the same size show no matter what. And you got to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot. We just hit a lot on the fest thing. Fests are cool. <laughs> I'm going to a dance music festival in a couple of weeks, but yeah, a metal festival. I would prefer to see the met- the type of metal that I yeah. love. I feel works better in like how me- a, a smaller environment. I mean, another thing is with metal music in particular, it doesn't sound good at fests. It, it really sounds doesn't. way better in a small venue. It like, really does. Even in a big venue, it's like a lot of it gets lost. It's so true. So, it's all the sickest metal performances that I've seen have been in small venues. You know, I take it back. I actually, there were a lot of bands I really liked seeing at Heavy Montreal. I don't Definitely. take it back because no, I, d- I really don't think I would go out of my way to go to a metal festival. But being there and ha- and getting to see all of those bands was, was really fun. I mean, at, at this point, if... Ozfest was happening or whatever, I'd be like, we're going. Maybe. I'd be trying to go. Yeah, maybe. I just, like, the way that I grew up was not going to festivals. It was going to a lot of, and for you too, it's like we, the scenes that we grew up in, we grew up in the underground scene. We didn't just, like, appear as adults and like metal. Yeah. Or go to only big shows when we were kids, because there were people who would, like, only go if, Slipknot yeah, and yeah. Kill Switch came through. We're we like we're going to shows. I go to shows DIY like every, pretty shows. much every weekend, dude. I, something. If you weren't going to a show once or twice a week, you, it was hard to even have a band because no one wanted to support your band. You know, it was a whole thing. Gonna support the so, scene. Dude. So I just like my nostalgia lies in the small, sweaty ass clubs. So that's 100%. I think always. Because like I said, none of the festivals were even in Iowa. I didn't go to a festival until, a metal festival, until I think we played Heavy Montreal. That's crazy. That was the first one I went to. I didn't even know that. You played it off pretty cool, Shane. And I was 27 when I went to that. Yeah. So for me, it's like the nostalgia all lies in the small show. 
We should post a, some pics from that from heavy from when we played heavy mode. Oh, that was so fun, and we we picks. fucking killed it that day. I'm really yeah. proud of that that day. That was a that's lot a of fun. That's a good time. A lot of fun. But yeah, uh, I think it's time to get burritos. Yeah, man. I think we're gonna get some burritos, <laughs> you guys. Uh, we wanted to check in, say what's up. Yeah, let you guys know that we have not gone in another six month yeah. long hiatus. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. So we're we're teetering. We're still around. We're gonna we didn't even talk going. about our trip to Florida. Happy 95th to your grandpa who made it through World War II. That's right. Concentration yeah. camps. So that's a whole other And we'll he's still alive, man. Still kicking. 95. Peace. Have a good week, guys.